How many here have ever taken a personality test? How many of you? How many personality tests? Hold up your fingers. How many personality tests? Was it Myers-Briggs, maybe a DISC, maybe you took an Enneagram test, uh, maybe you took the uh, what Disney character are you, anyone take that one, <laughs> what Disney character are you? Some of you are like, I have no personality, hey listen, you know, uh, somebody loves you and if they do, then I love you too. Um, there's an endless amount of personality tests that we can take. In the U.S. today, we spend millions of dollars and we use a bunch of energy testing people's personalities. We use it for hiring decisions. For those of you who are in positions of hiring, use it for hiring decisions. Use it in team building. Use it in premarital assessments. Uh, and you also, uh, if you're going to join the U.S. military, you use it to position people correctly in the U.S. military. Um, but never once have I ever... What's up, Rock? Good to see you, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy is great. I'm so glad you're here, man. Okay, so never once have I ever taken a personality test that measured my degree of honesty, that measured uh, my degree of transparency or morality, or to the extent to which I had character or possessed character or had some kind of integrity. But the interesting thing about this the interesting thing about character is that if you want to grow as a leader, if you want to grow as a person, if you want to lead people in your industry, if you want to become someone who's, in, who's doing well in your field, character isn't essential to becoming a leader. In fact, character isn't essential to lead a business or to lead a, uh, a wing of a business. You don't need good character to start a business or to manage people on a team. And what I want you to hear is this, character isn't essential to be a leader, but character is essential if you want to become a leader who's worth following. And today, I want to talk to you about one of the most essential aspects of becoming a future leader. It is a life of character. Character is important when it comes to leadership. Okay, are you following? So I'm going to give you a little roadmap of where I'm headed. I'm going to talk about three things. First, why is character important? Second is, how is character defined? And third, what are some tests of character? What are some tests of character? So first, why is character important? Well, for one thing, a lack of character is expensive. A lack of character is expensive, really expensive. It costs each one of us a huge amount of money every year. Did you know that? That without character, we pay more. One study shows that retail crime, retail crime in America, that's employee theft, shoplifting, fraud, it costs retailers around $42 billion a year. Billion with a B, $42 billion a year. Now that doesn't include, that's just retail crime. Consider insurance fraud. Insurance fraud costs us another $80 billion uh, a hit to the U.S. economy. Not to mention the lack of character from big banks and some of the people that would, uh, maybe if you're old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember subprime mortgages. Does anyone remember what happened in 2000, between 2004 and 2006? Maybe you've seen the movie or read the book, The Big Short. These banks were lending things, to, lending large amounts of money to people that had no good credit, and it resulted in partial collapse of the economy. 
our economy literally rises and falls based on the character of people. And if they have character or they don't. Why else is character important? Well, without character, the government regulates more. Hey, you don't like big government? Well, here's the deal. When citizens in a country lack internal character to do the right thing, especially to do the right thing when nobody's watching over them, if they lack that kind of character, the government needs to step in and impose external regulations. That's just a reality. An internal lack of self-control will always result in external control. If we can't trust each other, then we need an agency to come in and inspect everything all the time. And we need somebody from the outside to force us to do the right thing. Okay? So the third thing, without character, long-term relationships fail more. Uh, long-term employees will leave your businesses. Marriages will not work out. Children will have a hard time with their parents. And Christian ministries will fail without character. Long-term employees will leave businesses and, and so on. And listen, let me talk about romance for a minute. It, it, listen to me. If you're looking for someone to date, if you're going to go into business with someone, if you're considering leaving the department that you're working in to move to a new department, you need to pay attention to character. It doesn't matter how big the opportunity. It doesn't, uh, for those of you who are dating, um, it doesn't matter how good-looking the other person is. It doesn't matter how much money they have. What is their wealth? What's their bank account like? How successful they are at their, their jobs or even how they make you feel. The foundation for any long-term relationship is directly tied to the other person's character. Okay? So if you are around a person who regularly lies to other people or they lie to you, they are not safe people. And before you get involved with someone, a romantic relationship, a business partnership, uh, taking a new job in a new, uh, in, with a new company, you need to ask yourself hard questions about the other person's character that you're going to be working with. Is their word their word? Are they reliable? Do they enjoy a good reputation with other people? Are they hard workers? Are they stingy? Is the other person racist? Are they free from addictions? Do we see any kinds of potential abuse? And when you're making a decision about a long-term relationship, character really is important. Your decision to work with someone else needs to be based more on charisma or confidence, or competence, or even cuteness. It has to be connected to their character. So why else is character important? Without character, Christian witness fails more. Christian witness fails more. The way we make our Christian faith attractive isn't through marketing. It isn't through lasers on the stage with a smoke machine. We should maybe do that, though. Maybe, you know, I should just have a personal smoke machine that comes out. Um, the way we make our faith attractive is that we live lives that evoke admiration from outsiders. 
from those who are outside the faith. When they look at our lives, they could say, listen, I may argue with your beliefs. You believe that a guy a bunch of years ago died and came back to life. I'm not there yet, but I can't argue with your life. I can't argue with your character. You are living a very attractive life. So are you living a very attractive life? The problem, of course, with the church and many individual Christians today is that we're often not attractive. We're not attractive because we don't look any different than the outside world. A fighting, divided, angry church has nothing to say to a fighting, divided, angry, and violent world. You dig? You understand? A racially segregated church has nothing to say to a racially segregated and angry world. A church that has immoral leadership has nothing to say to a world that is full of immorality. A church that is filled with greedy leaders has nothing to say to a world that is full of greed. And let me tell you this, a church with abusive leaders has nothing to say to a world that is full of abusive politicians. We got nothing without a good reputation. And if our reputation isn't built on something other than just lights and flash, we've got nothing. It's literally impossible for a church that is bad news to attract people with the good news of the gospel. It's impossible. So, if I just describe to you why character is important, how do we define character? How should we define it? Well, how do we define character? And the first thing I want to say about this is people with good character do the right thing even if... Dot, dot, dot. People with good character do the right thing even if... Dot, dot, dot. They're under pressure. They do the right thing, even if it costs them money. They do the right thing, even if it's unpopular. If it's hard. They do the right thing if they're tired. They do the right thing, even if they feel like doing something else. And they do the right thing, even if nobody will ever know. Someone with good character will maintain a standard of doing the right thing, even if. Second way, people of good character are safe people. Let me ask you a personal question. Are you a safe person? What do I mean by safe? You can leave them alone with your children or your husband or your wife, depending on which kind of situations you find yourself in. Husband, wife, or children. They're safe with your reputation you trust them to protect you and to protect your good name when you're not around. They're safe with your stuff. You can trust them around your money, your car, your house, your wallet, your credit card numbers. They're safe in handling your family's stuff. Some of you have had to work through a parent's or a grandparent's estate or a sibling's an estate after a passing, and you trust them to be fair and honest in those dealings and those transactions. 
and they're safe with your career. You're not going to find yourself suddenly stabbed in the back by somebody you trusted. People with good character are safe people. Are you a safe person? Um, to transition here, a great synonym for good, good character is to have integrity. Character equals integrity. Now, um, people with good character have integrity. A Pack City definition of integrity looks like this. Doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, and doing it in the manner it's supposed to be done. What does this mean? It means that you and I, we live up to our commitments. If you commit to something, do the thing you committed to. It means you show up when you say you're going to show up and showing up in the manner that you said you would show up. You don't say yes all the way up until the very start of the event, and then you say, my dog has some digestive issues, and you make up a lie just because you don't feel like going. That's not what we do. That's a real uh, example that someone ran by me one time. Uh, but although he didn't use digestive is issues, it was a much more explicit definition just so he could get out of going out of the thing. Like, but that lacked integrity. Um, and, and you and I, we do what we say we're going to do. We do it when we say we're going to do it. Uh, and another example is we live up to our financial commitments. If we're going to purchase things, we pay for them. And if we can't pay for them, we return them. We don't dispute the charges with our, on our credit card bill. Like if you buy something, you should pay for it. Okay? Um, we, that's kind of the agreement. That's what integrity looks like. So we've talked about why character is important. We talked about how we define character. Let's consider a third question. What are some tests of character? And this is where we finally get into the scriptures. Uh, what are some tests of character? Well, in the New Testament, we see that Jesus, his character gets tested through the form of temptations. Now, after Jesus was baptized, he went into the desert, and it says that he was tempted three different times. And in these three temptations, we get a sense of character the character of Jesus, and there's a few things that we can learn about it. So let's look at the first temptation. In Matthew chapter 4, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. So what is the test of character here? What do you think it is? It is how we use power. The test of character is how we use power. Each of us have been given a measure of power. You have a measure of influence. I have a measure of influence. And the question presented to Jesus in this temptation is, will you use your power to serve yourself or will you restrict the use of your power to serve other people? And that's the same question for you and me. Will you use the power that you have with your family, your friends, and your coworkers, and the people that answer to you? Will you use that power to serve yourself? Or will you use that power to serve others? To restrict what is done for you to serve others? Let me ask you a question. Do you have a job? If you have a job... Do you use the power that you have over your coworkers or your subordinates or the contractors under your responsibility? Shout out to our contractors. Uh, do you use that power, those who are under your responsibility, to throw around your weight? Do you use that power to insist on your way? 
to criticize, to bully, to drag down, to nag them? Or do you use your power to encourage people, to lift them up, to help them envision their future, to communicate blessing to those in your organization or the project that you find yourself working on? Leadership. Leadership is really all about how we use power. Do we use our power to serve ourselves or we do, do we use our power to serve others? There's a second test of character that Jesus walks through. It's, the test is how we find God. How we find God. In Matthew 4, starting in verse 5, it says this, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. The temptation here is this for Jesus. They, Jesus, do something so spectacular so big, so flashy, that there will never be any doubt in anybody's mind, even the world's biggest skeptic, that you are God and you are the Messiah and that you've been sent to save us from our sin. That's the temptation. And notice that each temptation that Jesus walks through is a temptation.